If you are anything like me, there are points in your life where you consider sitting back and letting life happen, just living a day at a time and not thinking about the future. While there is balance to be had, today I want to talk about why now is the time for action. In a world that expects young people to spend all their time wasting time, how do we build a life that matters? How do we find what we are made to do and earn a living while doing it? Join me for a behind the scenes look as I document my journey of building a business from literally nothing. I'll be sharing what works, what doesn't, and what I am learning each step along the way, as well as interviewing others who are further along the path, both in life and in business. My name is Isaiah Malston, and this is The Worth Living Life. Hey, this is your host, Isaiah Malstead, welcoming you to today's episode of The Worth Living Life. So today we're going to dive into why now is the time for action. If you listened to a couple episodes ago where I talked about couch potatoes and the coronavirus, I shared some of my initial reaction when shutdown started happening, when we were told to be socially distant, when there was all of this hype and fear and uncertainty around the coming of the coronavirus. And I shared a bit about a conversation I had with a very good family friend of ours who asked the question, why are we okay with sitting on the couch instead of rising up? And gave the, the illustration of the people who are more down in the retirement communities where he and his wife are spending time. So here is a question I've had for a long time as a young guy. And as I've talked with other young people, I've noticed they have the same question too. And here's the scenario that as young people, we oftentimes find ourselves in. Is we're living life going through the day to day, whether it's doing schoolwork, whether it's working at a job, whether it's doing all of the little uh, essential tasks that need to happen around the house to keep it operating smoothly. We can get buried in the, the day to day busy work, as I've heard it called the tyranny of the urgent and get so bound up in that, that sometimes we forget to look ahead. We forget to take a life-wide perspective on what's happening. And so as a young person, uh, right before the time when I was graduating, I was asking myself the question at that pivotal point in my life of what was I put here to do? I, inside I had this, this quiet nagging feeling that I was put here to do more than to finish school, work a job, have a family, get old, retire, travel a bit, and die. I had this quiet, nagging feeling. In fact, I knew that God had put me here for more. I knew that on top of the day-to-day -day responsibilities I had, there had to be something deeper, something more, a purpose, a reason. I knew that I had these different things I really enjoyed doing, these different things I was good at. And I suspected that God had given them to me for a reason in order to accomplish some purpose here on this earth. And if you've listened to any of my earlier episodes, that is when, uh, right at that time, when mom and dad signed up for some business coaching and I started getting introduced to the concept of growing as a person, the growth mindset. But here's the thing. I know I'm not the only person 
who has that quiet nagging feeling. As I talk with more and more young people, I find that it's a recurring theme. That young people know that they were put here for more. Know that they've been uniquely gifted and given talents and abilities and experiences by God in order to glorify Him and impact the world around them. But for me as a young person, for a lot of years, I struggled with, let's call it for now, sit-on-the-couch syndrome. Because the thing with growth is it's hard. It takes time. It takes effort. And in our culture, distractions are so easily available that oftentimes it's easier to sit back on the couch and turn on the TV or pull our smartphone out of our pocket and jump on social media or start playing games on the computer or on the TV. But inside, we still have that nagging feeling. Our conscience is still telling us there is more. And so as I've been thinking through that, and especially in this time in history where, unlike any other time, we are seeing more so than just a virus that's coming in and spreading around. We are seeing the erosion of liberties and freedoms like never before. We're seeing churches being okay with not meeting. And we're seeing all this stuff not to in any way say that there are not people who have been affected, not people who have died because of the coronavirus. But the response has been crazy. We've seen as a culture that we've bought so much into our entertainment, our distractions, that as a culture, we don't even think for ourselves anymore. But we take whatever is told us and go with it. And we are totally okay and fine to sit back, literally in these cases, in our homes, on our couches, and be passive and wait for those in authority to tell us we can get back to our lives again. Guys, what are we doing? What are we doing sitting back being passive? At the very least, even if you're super concerned about catching and don't want to spread it or whatever, find ways to grow and to give from right where you're at. One of the passages I was reading this morning in Scripture is in one of Paul's letters to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 9. And he's talking about how he became like all things to all people in order to get the gospel to them. But he finishes up chapter 9 with an illustration. And it starts down in verse 24. He says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So instead of a time for passivity, for sitting back and letting life happen, I see now, not necessarily being any different, but being a continuation of the time for action, a time to rise up, a time to look at the standards our culture sets for all of us, but especially for us young people. This, this plan they lay out for our lives that ends with us spending so much time doing things 
that maybe are valuable, maybe they're good, but are they the best things we could be doing? It was interesting as I was looking through some older files on my laptop uh, earlier today, I came across the notes I had from a presentation I was supposed to do on a missions trip in Romania. We were at a church conference and I was asked to share a bit of my testimony. And so a lot of the first part of this, I actually didn't even use. But it was interesting as I scrolled down and got to the last part of it, I was reminded of something I had wrote. This would have been probably three years ago, I believe. And I want to read it to you because it sums up in a lot of ways how I feel as young people we need to be in today's culture. And it's even more true today than it was when I wrote it a few years back. So here's what I wrote. As I continue in this coming season of my life, I need to be intentional about my relationship with Christ and prioritize it above everything else. What doth it profit, my brethren, if I should gain the whole world and lose my soul? I need a living, active faith. I need to listen to God's directions and by faith carry them out. The easy thing to do right now would be to sit back and let life happen instead of by faith believing God and setting out to change the world for him. I want to run to the battlefield, to run a mission within a yard of hell's gates. For any soldier worth his salt on this earth is known by the enemy in hell. Then I proceed on and ask the question, what institution is most crucial to the kingdom and most under attack in our world today? The family. And who is given the privilege and responsibility to lead the family? the husband and father? And when is the best time to resolve problems before they happen? So what if we, as young men, can look back to God's design for family and God's design for us as leaders? If we did that, we could, by God's grace, change the direction this country, this world, is headed. This job is bigger than me. Some would say, It is impossible, but not with God. Nehemiah built that wall. Daniel was unharmed by the lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were untouched by the flames. All throughout history are men and women who, by faith, accomplished the impossible. Even now, I see God raising up a generation of young people who are discontent with our own mediocrity. The harvest is plentiful, but who will obey the call? God is raising up men and women who want to live with resolution, but will we? Will we rise up and say no to the immorality, the perversion, the filth of our culture, and by God's strength impact the course of history, one family at a time? Will we break family curses, destroy evil habits, tear down strongholds, and counter against Satan's schemes? then let us run to the battle and become the men, the women we were created to be. So today, right now, we each have a choice to make. We can choose to follow what the world around us would tell us to do. We can live for pleasure, love of money, fame, and power. Or we can make the choice to become the person God created us to be. So I wrote that a few years ago. But even now as I read it, 
I can see yet again how God is moving in our culture. How as I've talked to young people, we have this longing and this desire, but oftentimes we don't know how to start. We don't know how to set out. We don't know how to make a difference, how to pursue these different things that we feel God is calling us to. Or we can feel stuck, trapped in the addiction that entertainment is. That ease, that ability to escape from the heartaches that can happen in the real world and instead dive and vicariously live through characters in movies or video games or things like that. And I've been right there. But I go for encouragement in the book of Hebrews. One of my favorite chapters is chapter 11, where we see what is oftentimes called the hall of faith. Whereas I was mentioning in what I'd wrote a few years back, we get to see these stories of people who trusted God and walked in faith. And over and over in that chapter, we see by faith this happened and by faith that happened. But then I love how chapter 12 starts out. We're on the tail end of, of these amazing stories of these people throughout history. We read this. He says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yes, this job is bigger than any one of us. But God can give us the strength. But he also gives us the choice. It's interesting when we take a step back, we can ask the questions of why does this stuff happen? Why is it so hard sometimes to live lives that line up both with our conscience that God gave us and with his word? To have that quiet confidence knowing that we're living each day in a manner that brings glory to him. Why is that hard? Why do we face stuff like the coronavirus where people are dying? And why do we face things like wicked men in power who take opportunities like this to try to take control over people's lives, to try to profit off of things like this. When we dive back to the beginning and understand that there's a war going on, it makes things clearer. If we go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, shortly after the creation of the world, we see God commanding Adam and Eve about one tree they could not eat from, but the rest they could. Where he created man with that choice, that ability to choose to follow or choose to not because God wanted man to choose to love him. And we see Satan, the adversary, come in and tempt Eve, tempt Adam. They sin. and They're separated by God. And we see from that point on a war raging, raging over men's souls, but raging over this earth. We see God's promise of this coming Redeemer that was fulfilled when Christ came. But we see all throughout time that there is this battle that is raging that is going to be wrapped up as you read in the book of Revelation. 
And so for me, I'm not surprised when I look at this world and I see everything happening like it is. Because behind the scenes, just out of our sight, there's a battle raging between good and evil. And it shows up in our daily lives and in the direction our world is headed. But the good news is we know who wins. We have the advantage of having the book that tells the story of the world. We get to read the last chapter and know how it ends. Do we know where we are in it exactly? No. But this is why I say, now is the time for action. We have this choice right now where we could choose to sit back and be passive, live life one day at a time, let the tyranny of the urgent get us stuck in the day to day. Or we have the opportunity to, as Paul talks about, be an athlete, someone who strives to win that prize. We can look to those who have walked in faith before us. And we can take comfort from that, take joy in that. We can look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and run our race looking ahead to him. So guys, in today's episode, I hope that made you think about this this choice we each have where we can choose to step back and be passive, to sit back down on the couch, to dive back into entertainment. Or we can make that choice to stand up and have the courage to say, you know, Lord, I don't know everything I needed to go to know going forward. But I know that you are there. I know you will lead me. I know you will guide me. And my heart's desire is to live my life full out for you, for your glory. And to follow wherever you call me, wherever you lead, that's where I want to go. Is this easy? No. Am I perfect at this? (laughs) Absolutely not. I am still learning. But guys, rather than looking to earth's standards and our culture around us, let's look to God's word, see where he is calling us to, what he is calling us to do, and be willing to step forward out of our comfort zones and follow him. That is my prayer. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, I would appreciate it if you would subscribe. If you'd like to connect, head on over to Instagram or Facebook. Remember, this life you are living is worth it. Until next time, this is your friend, Isaiah Molstead.